0: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Wally Pip, as some people call it, not Cody Delmetric sitting in my chair yesterday. I, well, I saw that. Making yourself real comfortable, weren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I saw Your,
1: your I, job's in it. It's in, it's in jeopardy. I know. That's it's in jeopardy. I, I better get
0: back to work tomorrow. That's, that's the first I thing sitting I thought. over
1: there vibing out. We had like 70-some people in the chat live yeah. yesterday.
0: I was one of them, though. I just wasn't commenting. I was uh-huh. keeping an eye on what was You're going keeping on. An eye. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Eugene McIntosh from the Bigs joining us today. Yes, What's going sir, on, man? Uh, y- building,
2: man. Appreciate you Good guys. to have you in. It's been a long time, man. Ryan holds you guys down on the Cubs beat, man. We formed a really good relationship, man. So it's about time for me to come around and see the great digs y'all got around here, man. Everybody watching, man. These guys are doing it big, doing the big, man. So thanks for having me, guys. No, it's very yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um,
0: you can follow him on Twitter at, at Stay Humble or also at It's the Bigs. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of Cubs baseball. We have more rumors coming out, reports coming out uh, as the GM meetings continue in Vegas. And uh, sometimes they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Mm, but not. not when it's baseball rumors. <laughs> they have a way of leaking out whether people want them to or not. So let's start with Bruce Levine, who is big on the Jose Abreu to the Cubs report. Like, Bruce has been hammering that away since Mm. the very beginning. Like, Abreu to the Cubs, (laughs) they're going to be in heavy on him. They're going to be in heavy on him. He continues with that, but now today he's also said that uh, the Cubs are very interested in Corey Kluber as one of those rotation pieces. Now those guys, so you're talking about somebody that's 36. Actually, both are 36. Um. Does Kluber raise the hair on your arms mm-hmm. at all? Like, does he give you any kind of tingles, Cody?
1: Um, I'll just say that like he just brings a veteran presence, I think, and I think Man. he's reinvented himself. See, because what the the then Indians traded him to the Rangers, right? He kind of fell apart, but he was actually pretty good with the Yankees and the Rays last year. So he's kind of reinvented himself. He's he's not the guy that was pitching in Game Seven Man. for the for the Indians in 2016, but. Right. He still has I think he's he's still a vi- uh, a viable pitcher uh, he's definitely not your number one number two guy but maybe a you know a three four or five guy um you know we've talked about drew Smiley yesterday we talked about Kodai Sangha uh, we talked about Pablo Lopez um, i I wouldn't mind it and just for the sheer fact of having depth. so it's all about um, depth. I think he'd be he'd be good to bring in and if Kyle Hendricks doesn't get back to Kyle Hendricks At least you got a backup plan.
0: That's what I was going to say. He reminds me of what other teams might be thinking of Kyle Hendricks if the name ever comes up in anything. Like, he's an older guy. He pitched in the World Series. He could have argued that he was a one or a two, certainly, in 2016. Um, But he's probably not that pitcher anymore. The difference is that Hendricks is coming off a shoulder problem. But if he's healthy, like Kluber, Mm -hmm. he's not a bad guy to have around teaching your young guys and and also – eating up some of those innings you know young guys aren't able to pitch 200 well nobody pitches 200 innings anymore but young guys usually pitch even less than that right yeah I mean especially when you talk about
2: Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele and all of these young guys on the come up I'm not mad at them going to get Corey Kluber's a guy that can eat up some innings and like you said you're not looking for the the old John Lester type who's stuck on going 200 innings. I think now it's like somewhere around 150 to 160 that you're looking at. So, hey, man, they need all the depth they can get there. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you mentioned Kyle Hendricks. I, I talked to Kyle – well, text Kyle maybe two weeks ago. And he said – he. I mean, what else would he say? He said he mm-hmm. feels fine. He said he feels great. He said everything is on the up and up. And he said he's ready to go. So, um Kyle is one of those guys you can his track record speaks volumes. Yeah, mm-hmm. even the best pitchers when you look at the history of the game, Clemens, Johnson, uh, Nolan Ryan, all of these guys they all have they all have those down seasons, man. So I feel like Kyle Hendricks his track record speaks for itself. Give him a chance. Let him come back. I don't think he's obviously he's not the guy from 2016 anymore, but he's definitely a guy if he's 80, 90% He's a, he's easily three mm-hmm. four. You know you got Strowman, you got a couple other guys who can kind of fill in. So Corey Kluber is, I think that would be a good addition for those guys.
3: Yeah. I think that it all comes down to is is you can't count on every pitcher to make thirty two starts and and over two hundred innings anymore. Like even twenty sixteen, like that was an anomaly how healthy the starting rotation was when the Cubs in the World Series you can't count on Kyle Hendricks to stay healthy next year and be Kyle Hendricks in the same sense that you really can't count on anyone to be healthy all next year. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why rotations are so like the depth or rotation depth is so important these days, because if you have seven, eight guys who can capably fill, step into a rotation for large chunks of time and pitch well, like if you have an advert in, in the bullpen, but for whatever reason he needs to, to join the rotation for a few weeks to, to, you know, do some starts. That's why the depth is so important. So getting a guy like Kluber, like y'all are saying, is not to look for an ace or this guy to bounce back, you know, change a senior into an ace. No, but he's a guy that if he's your fourth or fifth starter, or even if he's, uh, you know, one of those long relief guys that comes out of the bullpen and covers a lot of innings and can also step in when he needs to start, then that's good too. And that's where the depth of the rotation comes in because you're not gonna rely on guys to go thirty two starts, seven innings per start anymore. It's not that just doesn't happen. So right. you need to have seven, eight, even nine guys that can capably do that. Um, so for some some for people to happen. some people in the YouTube chat are
1: saying, you know, we don't like we don't need to do any more reclamation projects. <laughs> and it's like I'm looking at Corey Kluber's numbers with the Rays last year. Not bad. And they're really good outside of the ERA. And the ERA isn't the full story right. like some people like to think it is. I mean, he pitched 164 innings. Hmm. Michael Colada. I know you want guys who can go, who can pitch, who can pitch innings, man. man. Uh, Not saying he's going seven or eight anymore, but like again, he pitched you. He pitched the most innings uh, since 2018 when he was a, uh, with Cleveland. Uh, you know, he had some injury plagued seasons in there, but like, yeah, 164 innings this season. 31 starts. 3.0 F WAR, which was his highest since. 2018 with in Cleveland so yeah like it was a big bounce back year for him uh after you know kind of trending down after all those great years in Cleveland um again I I'm just saying I don't even think it's a reclamation project I think it's just like a veteran presence yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) I agree with what Eugene was saying first of all about Kyle Hendricks I I agree that you can't count on him to be a major party rotation because it's someone coming off a shoulder injury, but I don't ever count that guy out. And when he was right this season and he wasn't bothered by the shoulder, there were signs that he could still be very good. I mean, he was almost he – had, He had multiple starts yeah. where you were like, that's the Kyle Hendricks. And so I don't I don't worry about that part. And the Kluber part, remember, if they were to go out and sign, let's say Kluber and Kodai Senga, and you're like well neither one of those guys is your number one frontline starter okay but why would that be happening maybe they think the guys that are available maybe this is a backup plan that they're talking about these guys maybe they're thinking well if we do that then we'll spend heavy on the bats would you rather have that and then wait for that pitcher the following season you know it just they're not going to solve every hole no. on the team this right. offseason that that's just not going to happen.
3: So, And it may not be a smart thing to try to do that. You no, know? And, and you, they have to
0: be fluid about it, yeah, too. Like, guys mm-hmm. go off the board, and you might have to change your plan a little yeah. bit. So when when you start hearing these names, don't think that necessarily you hear Kluber, and it's like, oh, that's their number one target. Kluber's their number one target. No, but they're doing what they should do. They're talking to his agent because if other guys go off the board, they might go less money into the rotation, more, minute, more money spent on the position players. If they get Correa... And or another big player, and it's Senga or Kluber. That's okay. Like that's still going to greatly improve this team this off season. I know everybody wants like the frontline starter and Correa and Turner, and you know like <laughs> with,
3: and they want to trade for and so Aaron Judge, and
0: they want like. Yeah, it's just not going to all happen. Just like no. lower your expectations just a little bit, and realize they can still make major progress this off season with some moves that might be under the radar. Dexter Fowler, when they signed Dex, was not a super signing where you thought, oh, they got to get Dexter Fowler. No one got excited about Miguel Montero trade. That's yeah. right. Ah. Yeah. It Wasn't
3: Fowler ah. a trade, too? Like, it wasn't even a free yeah. agent, big free Fowler agent. Fowler was guys. a trade. They traded uh, Cubs legend Valbuena for him. And then oh, 16 man. was the whole... 2016 was the whole he was yeah. almost signed to the Orioles and all of a sudden mm-hmm. shows up as spring training right. kind of thing like that. Yeah. I think that if they don't bring back Drew Smiley, Kluber could be, actually be a play. That was the so, next name so. I was
0: going to say. Jordan Bastian says, so he's declining the option, but they're still talking to him, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So and that's I, just another so name. So if we'll that doesn't work
1: mix. out, I think Kluber would be fine. Like, you can replace Drew Smiley. But Drew Smiley was good enough to where yeah. I'm okay with him coming back. Plus, he's a lefty. So. Yeah, saying, I like yeah. the lefty. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But I, I think it was kind of expected. This what's happened with Drew Smiley. Obviously, the reports are that he's they're discussing it. But I think it was it was always kind of expected that the mutual option was going to be declined. But they were always going to meet kind of in, and see what they can work out. Uh, because Drew Smiley, like he declined the mu- his side of the mutual option. But he has talked about you've been there, Eugene, how much he likes pitching at Wrigley Field and how yep. much he wants to be a Cub yep. and stay in Chicago. Um, so this is pretty much ex- uh, kind of just an expected full like formality of the process right um but i will say drew smiley when he was healthy he did miss a lot of time with the oblique uh you know first half of the season uh and then sometime in september he had he took a little bit of a break um not il but a little break but when he was healthy he pitched pretty well that yeah. august he was one of the best pitchers in in the majors i think he had like he had a sub one era He was like four and oh. it, it was his august was insane and that's that's I think one of the reasons why they've really thought about bringing him back next year because he pitched really well when he was on and he was healthy, um, but you don't really know because you don't like everyone's kind of saying that there's going to be a lot of these guys that are you know four or five yep, at in, best back end uh, guys. Uh, there's going to be a few of them on the market, so if Drew, they can't agree to terms with Drew Smiley. There's gonna be other options to, to, to take those innings and replace him because at this point he's not gonna be your guy that's going out and, and giving you top end innings like he's gonna be he's gonna be your back end guy who's good and it will give you quality innings but there's a lot of guys that can do that as well and that's so but he I, is lefty I would like to that see that is one thing I, key again I, if I'm the Cubs I would I would probably try to bring back Drew Smiley because he pitched well he knows what it's like to pitch at Wrigley now he understands the environment where other guys haven't. Corey Kluber doesn't know what it's like to pitch at Wrigley Field every day or you know, whenever he does pitch and, and just kind of be around the organization, whereas Drew Smiley has the full year and is under his belt now. And he's lefty. So if I'm the Cubs, I would definitely look into bringing him back. I think that's a good deal for the right price. Mm-hmm.
0: Sean saying on the flip side, they could sign one of those short stops and trade for a front line. St- yeah, of course. Yeah, like – all those things are. We're in week one, guys. Those are all week discussion. One of the off season, <laughs> we don't know what Jed Hoyer's true <laughs> number one plan is. We don't. We don't know what they came up with going into these GM meetings. This is generally a time where guys are laying the groundwork for future deals. But maybe that timeline has moved up, and something starts to happen. I would agree that for the fans that are anxious for one to happen, I would like to see the Cubs. Push the narrative as opposed to reacting what just some other team does. So they really have a guy that they've targeted as we want this guy. Let's say it's Correa, go after him. Don't don't wait around.
2: So that's and that's something when we talked to Jed in that you know end of the year meeting. I asked him like, when you look at these teams that are playing in October, you look at the Phillies, they got Harper. You look at the Yankees, and they got Judge and Stanton and. Soto in in mm-hmm. San Diego and just all the other teams they have the star power. So where does adding the star power fit in the priority list? And he gave like a you know, a baseline. What yeah.
0: Jed is known. I remember him. your question. Like yeah, he kind of he kind of beat around the bush yeah, a little bit. he beat Around the bush, but he
2: knows that like you said, this is a fan base that they deserve it, man. So mm-hmm. it's like we don't know what he's thinking. Maybe Bruce Levine does, but uh. <laughs> You have to be – to me, and maybe that's why we sit in the press box and we don't run organizations Mm -hmm. because, to me, you have to – and is it Correa – and even there, it's like this is a question I wanted to ask you guys. Do you – is it a situation where, okay, there's Bogarts, Correa, Turner, Swanson, I think those are the four. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Nico Horner just showed that he's more than capable of holding that position down. I mean, it's kind of a small sample size. It was a year – couple injuries here and there, but that's baseball. But yeah. is it a situation where you just go out and get the best player possible and worry about everything else later? Worry, I mean, your boy Nicky, Nick Magical, I mean, we don't know what, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's like you get Correa, you get Turner, whichever one of the guys, and then is it a situation where you move Nico to second and you put all the other pieces in? or
0: What do you guys, what, where do you sit on that? I think, yeah, my personal opinion is they just have to acquire talent. And so if that means Correa is only going to play short and that means Nico would have to move, I think, first of all, Nico would do it. You guys would know better than I would, but yeah, I think I he would be willing to do it. And so I'm okay with that. If it's somebody else and if they're able to play third base and the Cubs say, well, would you be willing to play third or short? And they say yes, that's a perfect scenario too. So th- that way you have some flexibility. And I would not worry about blocking Nick Madrigal like if you pick a shortstop, you have to move Nico. So now Nick Madrigal is blocked. I don't think you can do that. Not when you're talking about trying to get a player, the talent level of Correa. Like if you're just doing for any any ordinary Joe, fine. But if you're talking about Correa or Turner, well, they've earned a right to that's more than Nick point. Madrigal has. So oh, no that doubt. that's just my opinion. No I,
3: yeah, I mean. And it's so funny how all this stuff plays and, and t- how it all plays together because you have the, the defensive shifts being limited or pretty much banned at this point, yeah. um, which means defense up the middle and just defense on the infield is going to be even more important than it has been. Um, and we know, we, we've seen just from Nico how he's played backing up like Nick Magical and, uh, on shifts, how well he plays that side of the field. Um, he, we know he could be a goal glove caliber second baseman. So if you get one of these shortstops, like, Nico would move over there and have no issues, right? But he also got to think about, and we it's when we talk about the pitching, like, Corey Kluber has lost a lot of uh, the velocity he used to have, but then if that's just if the Cubs end up, like, signing him or something. Drew Smiley's not a power pitcher. Um, Kyle Hendricks, a lot of ground balls. Justin Steele, a lot of ground balls. Marcus Stroman, a lot of ground balls. So Lopez,
0: Yeah. You're trading for Lopez. Yeah, that, yeah, right. That was floated out there.
3: So if... If you have all ground ball pitchers, wouldn't that make up the middle defense even more important than it's already going to be? Because you have guys, you're gonna need guys that can play ground balls all over the infield, all over you know the entire game. Like, do th- we do we still believe in the philosophy
2: that baseball games are won up the middle? Is that does that philosophy still? I'd, exist? I'd
3: say it's as still one of the most important things. Okay. Uh, as yeah. if, if you have if you have bad up the middle defense, then. What are you gonna do? I mean, we saw it this year. I mean, guys like Jonathan it can Villar can get fluky
1: when Mike Moustakas <laughs> is playing second base for oh, the Brewers. Man. What is it like when 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 <laughs> <It> can when <laughs> get
3: fluky?
2: Oh man, we, but we the saw, shift will be gone. We so. we could
3: see what happened early in the season when like Jonathan Villar is playing second base and you know dro- dropping honestly dropping double play balls right or bobbling them whatever. Up the middle defense is still probably the most important yeah. place defensively on the field in any given game, right? But if you have all guys that are gonna keep throwing ground balls that becomes even more of a premium position for you, and that's where the Cubs are at. That's where they're probably going to be, and getting one of those shortstops helps offset that by a lot, in my opinion. And, you know, with Nick Madrigal, you asked about Nick Madrigal. There's, there are ways to get him in games. The DH helps with that a lot. The fact that guys don't play all 162 helps with that a lot. There will be – he may not get the 600 at-bats a starter would get, but if you could get him around 400, like, and he's healthy, that's – you know, that, that at least gives you a season of showing what he can do right. and who he can be, and that's more than you've really gotten. Definitely not – obviously not 2021, but a way more than what you got this year as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as the shortstop, I said yesterday, I don't care who, just get one of them. I've, I really don't have a preference. Um, I just I – need, I need the Cubs to set the tone. I said I'm going to be saying that the, a lot for, like, the next, like, <laughs> two weeks. I feel like it's just like set the tone for the off season. Like we're all sitting here waiting. We've been sitting here speculating like what are the Cubs going to do the off season? What are they going to do? Are they going to actually spend some money and, and, and and fix their roster and fix the holes on it? Or are we going to be sitting here in January, February and signing you know, guys that they can trade the deadline again. And and like, they just not in position in my opinion to where that should be the only option. So uh, I'm at the point, and this is sad, but I am at the point where I just want to see them try. That, just, just, just try. <laughs> that's,
0: what, that's sort of what Brady is, is suggesting in the chat. He's asking us, you know, do the Cubs need to make a splash quickly to sort of signal their direction to other free agents? You know what I mean? So to show another free agent, like, we are serious. This is what we're doing. I think they've already sort of started that path by rebuilding the farm system and showing that some of these guys and bringing in um, – Nico's development has shown that, and I think anybody that went up against some of those pitchers would realize that, but I do think there is something that if you sign Correa or Turner, whoever, it makes it easier to go get that frontline starter when you can say, this is our shortstop, and by the way, this is our second baseman, and we have more money for you, and we're not done, and the prospects are coming. So I mm-hmm. – I, I I understand what he's saying there in that question. I kinda say yes, they, they do sort of do they do need mm-hmm, yeah. to set up. That's the what tone I said about saying it agent.
1: yesterday, because like you know, he's been linked to the Cubs all year too. And, you know, like it makes per like he makes perfect sense just as much as a guy like Kluber or Pablo Lopez like we talked about yesterday. So I just a move like of that caliber it doesn't have to be the top shortstop yet or the top pitcher. Just like something that shows like okay, like they're gonna try, they're gonna do this. Not only does it help convince the fan base, but also like other free agents, like you said. So yeah, I, I'm get like I know they can't technically start doing it till Friday,
3: but like I'm just a very impatient person <laughs> at this point. Like admittedly, I'm very well, impatient. And I them. remember, <laughs> I think it was during the season. I think it was Gordon uh, talking to Rodan and. Uh, you know, what Gordon does, talks, talks to these guys about why I know them coming to the Cubs. Uh, and one of the things that Rodon asked him back was, like, what's, how's, the, you know, how's the defense up the middle? If I'm remembering correctly, it was, like, how's, how's the middle infield defense? Mm. And if you're going into talking to Rodon in free agency and then you say, oh, well, we got Nico playing second base and we got Carlos Correa or Trey Turner or whoever playing shortstop, that seems a lot better than, than what they have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that absolutely that <laughs> probably moves the needle a little bit more for right. for potential free agent pitchers, um, knowing that the behind them, if the if they <laughs> pitch and the ball's on the ground, it's even bigger then, deal. Uh, now the, the middle infield defense is going to be going to be really good behind them. Yeah.
0: Um, we have a couple more possibilities to talk about, but let's get to. I just want to make sure I've got the right ad rage today because you know I'm still your readers are right here.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hold on, let me put on the readers here like <laughs> <You're> me <ugly>, man <laughs> yep yep i was right i thought i had it in there wrong sure enough i just making sure um you know what they did at wrigley we saw they put in new led lights to so oh, anybody that looks around baseball you can see that because there's no lights at wrigley field in the outfield it's a dark the outfield is darker than any ballpark in baseball so now the led lights are are helping so speaking of that Uh, The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting (coughs) cubs to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device, track your facility's energy usage, and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit ComEd.com slash PoweringBiz now to start saving money and energy. To start a project, contact them at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, you can also email businessee at comed.com com or publicsectoree at comed.com. Com. You know what else helps? Shady Rays. When you get those should new getting, lights, your house is going to be so bright. Shady Rays. You can pay
2: for voiceovers, man. <laughs> That's
0: an
3: excellent point. Where have you been, Eugene? I need you around here more <laughs> you know, often. You should be his agent. You know, I can do a couple <laughs> things, man. Luke needs a new agent. Uh, you you you're a sunglass guy? Shady, Shady Rays,
2: man. I got a couple. Pets Ooh, yeah. at the crib. Yeah. Well, there I'm, you go. Oh, Blue block of Shady Rays got me. I would
3: have known if you. Or I, would, I wish I would have known that you had them. Would have told you to bring them in, show them off a little bit to the yeah, to, my bad, to the people. But no, it's all good no. because you know why. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium, polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You drop them in a lake, you drop them off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, They still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand, or I'm sure Eugene can tell you holding in his hand. Seems just as good as any expensive pair that we've ever worn. Shady Ray's customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Ray's also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one and get one free. Again, that code is CHGO. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades.
1: I love Joel's comment. Joel's wow. got the my wife of took the, day. the house, the kids, my money, and my pension. Luckily, I have Shady Rays on my side to help hide the pain and suffering. Unbelievable! That, that's absolutely as, that's
3: as great as a recommendation as, as you can really give them right there, right? Yeah,
0: that
1: sounds like something I would say too. So that's
3: why is you
0: know. is that uh, Tom Brady's burner account, <laughs> Joel Martinez? Uh-oh. <laughs> there you go, yeah, man. Uh, so other reports that are out there. Um, Parkinson Spiegel had David Robertson on, the Cubs reliever that was traded to the Phillies, got to pitch in the World Series, now is a free agent again, and he's you know he likes the way the Cubs are headed. And he said if the Cubs would be interested in a reunion, he'd be listening. Now, again, what, what, what else would he say? Right. But I wouldn't be against him being in the bullpen, another veteran arm coming back. I, I liked what he mm. brought to the yeah. team last year.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we, knew, we, we know he liked being here. He mm-hmm. liked pitching in Chicago, and and he brought a really good veteran presence not only just to the team itself, but to the bullpen. bullpen. And he was really good. And it, he's probably pitched himself out of a one-year, $3.5 million contract. Probably going to get a little bit more on the market. Yep. Um, but he's if, if the Cubs are interested in competing next year, he kind of proved this year that he's a guy that can help you do that. Like he's not just a trade ship. Um, So if that that could be a cheaper option in terms of bringing back a guy who pitched really well in high leverage innings for your team already recent in the recent past uh, and can probably do it again next year for a team. that If, 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 you, if this team wins like 88 games, there's definitely a chance they could be in the playoffs and, and make some, make a run here. So I don't know that, that, that's their goal. We know that Jed's talked about competing next year. Um, David Robertson wouldn't be a bad option to help them do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about, Picking up at least two to three bullpen arms on the free agent market, and you know they're not going to bank the or break the bank doing it. Like the last couple of years, they've just found a way to just bring these random dudes in that we've all never heard of, and then they turn into you know really solid pieces that they've been able to flip. Now you can do that, but also keep them and you know help 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 the team win games, right? So yeah, no, I. I He'd be a, a great option. Um, I see as Sean says Kimbrel in there too. I if you're, <laughs> you're going to consider
0: Kimbrel, you should consider Robertson. Yeah, or yeah. both. Yeah. I just
1: think that you don't need you, if you're going to get Kimbrel. Like, don't. I know he's a he's a classic, like he can only close and that's it type guy. But I mean, he did he did get back to form because of Tommy Hotovy. I thought like Tommy Hotovy had a huge part in him getting back to like that elite lo- closer. Uh, self that helped them get yeah. cody hoyer and, and nick Madrigal but um i it's not i guess it, it, I, I i just don't know how i feel about kimberl but yeah robson and you know whoever else like I, I again i don't think they're gonna break the bank doing it i think the mets giving edwin diaz all that money is a gigantic mistake Ooh. um it was, it is, was it, it is 100 million
0: almost yeah Something like the that. mets don't make mistakes no, they
1: make plenty of mistakes, PCA. but they also yeah, have an owner run. who will just spend as much money as he wants, and that and that's fine. Like, it probably won't be a mistake for them long term. But I just I've never been a fan of paying for paying a closer twenty million in AAV every year. I think you I'd rather I'd rather the Cubs spend their money that kind of money on guys who are going to play every single day yeah. and are going to impact every game, and the closer yeah. only impacts the ninth inning. So. I don't know. I get that you need a guy like that, but we've talked about it. it ends about how the Cubs' pitching infrastructure is 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 very plentiful, and they have guys and that I think can g- grow into that role. Uh, so yeah, again, shout out
2: to the so pitch you, lab, man. Yeah, the pitch
1: lab. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think that I mean, and if they talk about bringing Robertson back, I think it's perfect. But I don't think you need Robertson and Kimbrell. I think we. To be honest, and Craig Kimbrell was one of my guys. I really liked him. He was cool around the club. He was a good guy to talk to. Always gave his time. But I think we've seen the best of Craig Kimbrell now. So, yeah. I don't think the Cubs are even looking that way. Mm-hmm. But I think
1: – I mean, it was so bad with L.A. that he didn't even make the playoff roster. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're if you sign him, you're getting him on a very cheap deal and you're you're hoping that Hattavi and, and, and Moscos can just get him back to, like, how – he, you know, how they talk about how they try to bring the best out of all, everyone, right? And if they can get him, if they did take that chance, you know, again, it wouldn't be for very much money, so I'm not against it. But I, th- I think there's other guys out there, you know, so. Let's see what Cody Hoyer comes yeah. back with. Right, yeah. right.
2: I think, that, I think that
1: bullpen is, they're in good hands, man. I like. And they got some guys on the farm, too, that yeah. I think will get a chance next yeah. year. Yeah. Um yeah, the bull. Like I said, I, the, the one thing I was right about this team this year was that I didn't have to worry about the bullpen. I really didn't, except for like you know after the
0: deadline and they had to figure out roles and stuff. But that was the most amazing thing that happened all season <laughs> was that they traded away four, their four yeah. best relievers and then they came in and the bullpen yeah. was still decent. Right. Well,
3: we, we, we see Brandon Hughes comes up and guy that who that, wasn't even a
2: pitcher right. uh, three years uh, ago. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was like that game. Then he came up. And, like, as he went through, I think it was, like, two innings pretty much, something like that, and as he went through and struck out five, and we're like, I mean, I remember, I think we're sitting next to each other, like, yeah. like, who is this guy? And then, like, an inning later, Christopher Morel shows him up with a home run on his first at-bat. Like, But it was, like, Brandon Hughes was one of those guys that came up through the minor league system, you know, transitioned from a an outfielder three years ago to a, to a pitcher, um, and then quickly became one of the Cubs' high leverage mm-hmm. guys. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you need to go out and, and shell out big bucks in the bullpen because I just don't think that you need to to build a good bullpen because no. you have guys, especially young guys like especially now when you have Keegan Thompson who can honestly go out, come in in the in the seventh inning and just pitch the last three and, and get a save that way, right? Yeah. Um, but then you have Brandon Hughes who looked good, Jeremiah Estrada who needs to take a needs to take a step next year, but has the potential. Um, I mean, if you go back, if you back, go back out and add David Robertson again. Again, probably for a little bit more money, but you're not going to break the bank. Then you have Alzawey. Then you have, you know, Cody Hoyer will come back eventually. But, yeah, that's a pretty solid bullpen right there of guys that feel dependable. Um, and, and you know, we know, that was not – I don't think
2: Ross had too much confidence in those guys, you know. A lot of them, yeah. Yeah, a lot of those guys, it was just like I – th- I feel like it was more of showing Jed in the front office what – they didn't have yeah. versus yeah. what they did have. Well, so when you look at guys like Rowan Wick, people are always DMing me, why the why the hell are they still throwing? W-? And it's like, hey, man, he's gotta got to show them something. Yeah, either, they got no one it, else. Either it is or it
3: isn't. Well, then it's that, and it's, it, some of these guys, you know, would go out for two, getting out, and then, you know, in in the old days, the guys would go out one inning, to go out getting one out, and then it'd be done, right? Yeah. They wouldn't have that second up-down, whereas you saw a lot with guys like Eric Ullman would go out, get in, out, in like, the sixth, then come back out for the seventh for the full inning and, you know, wouldn't be have a lot of success in that role. Yeah. And people were like, why are they doing this? A lot of these guys don't have to be multi-inning relievers. Not everyone has to be like that. Well, it's like you don't really have any. You kind of have to spend this time when you know you're not making the playoffs trying to figure out who can be right. that kind of guy. Right. Um, And I, that's another thing is Ross's – throwing these guys out there cuz he's like can you sink you, can, can you swim where are you going to sink can you handle this role or do we need to go find someone else for next year that, that when when he would do that that's what was always my interpretation of what was happening was you got to figure out what these guys can do and if they can contribute in some way cuz if they can't then you need to go get someone else
0: i've got a question about wilson contreras so everybody believes <laughs> it's you know it's been reported it hasn't physically happened De- he's going to decline the option 19 and a half million and then you start to see the options of where he might sign. John Rossi throwing some things out there and seeing the compensation that the Cubs would get back. Cody has said many, many times, anybody but the Cardinals, and it does not seem like – so here's the deal. Tigers I've would be a third-round pick it. that the Cubs would get back. The Cardinals and Astros would be a second-round pick, and those teams would lose 500000 in their international pool money.
2: Mm.
0: Now, Cody <laughs> – You don't want him going to the Cardinals, and it doesn't seem like that would be a Cardinal-like move, right? Give up a second-round pick at 500K. But wouldn't it be better for him to sign with the Cardinals and you get a second-round pick and hurt their pool money than going to the Tigers and getting a third-round pick just so you don't have to see him? Well,
1: you know, I've said over the last couple weeks that, like, on the emotional side, yeah, I don't want to see him play for the Cardinals. (laughs) But, like, I also have been saying that, like, him going to the Cardinals is the most – unlike Cardinals move that I've grown to know over the course of my life. I don't think the Cardinals want to give up that draft pick and international pool money for a 30-year-old catcher. I just don't. No. What about the
0: Astros? the rumor you know the rumor was he was well, almost traded to the, the astros, astros but now mm-hmm. he the astros he doesn't have are the free different. agency I thing i feel like
1: the astros are just a little bit different in that like they they spend money on their team and stuff and yeah. like the cardinals spend money but they spend money on guys who are already on their team they're not right. they they in recent years they're they're not like yeah. big players in free agency they're big on fleecing the rockies and the diamondbacks on some <laughs> trades yeah. i'll i'll give them credit there yeah. i i'm not i'm st- i'm clearly still not over it <laughs> Literally. Getting getting Nolan Arenado and $50 getting, million. Getting paid in, to take Nolan Arenado
3: off the Rockies. Mm, well, the Astros are but, still a team that won the World Series because they were comfortable with Martin Maldonado and Christian yeah. Vasquez mm-hmm, as yeah. their catcher. Christian Vasquez is now going on the free agent market. Yeah. So, you but, know. Well, but will they want to spend more money – which will probably be what it takes to get Wilson Contreras versus just maybe getting a guy another guy like Christian Vasquez to be one of their two catchers. True, they they have a lot of confidence in, in Maldonado defensively, obviously he's, not he's, offensively. I, th- he's not I think
1: good, but. I think the Tigers have a good shot just because like I think that him reuniting with Javi Baez would be would be a big. Is, is something like, like the Tigers yeah. would think that's going to put them over the top or something. Oh, it'd be, well, it'd be Harris, fun to see
0: him and Javi beat the White Sox a couple that, times. You know, <laughs> they would be <laughs> the most booed guys. They would be the oh, most 100%. booed
1: guys oh, in the oh, yeah. AL Central. Yeah, they Scott would be booed more than any Cubs now. player uh, when the Crosstown Cup happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scott Harris being in but, Detroit, yeah. obviously he's that's familiar
3: it. with Wilson from um, the great years. Uh, so he that may, that's just a, re- a prior relationship that may facilitate Wilson going to Detroit. I don't know who's going to want to get him because just again, just knowing what they do have to give up and how much they weigh that versus what Wilson brings to the, to the table. Exactly. You don't really know what other front offices uh, think about that. Um, but, you know, I guess there's someone's going to want to, I, the, you know, report reports out of Vegas are that he has not been, they have not offered him the qualifying offer yet. We know that's going to happen. Um, and we expect him to decline. We I know, know he's going to decline. Yeah, yeah, we expect him to decline. I know Heyman already said it, but that actually hasn't happened yet. Yeah, um, Classic <laughs> Heyman. Sorry, <laughs> but that'll happen. And and I think we can all agree that unless some 180 degree turn happens, there's Wilson Contreras isn't going to be a cup next year. Well, that's he's going somewhere they, else. That's so. why
2: they signed Jan Gomes to a two year. Yeah, that's not a backup catcher deal. Thirteen mil, twelve mil,
3: whatever, whatever it was. Well, yeah, you
1: don't think you don't think that's a backup catcher type no. deal? No, not for this
2: situation. That My was girl. because we know. And to be honest, and this is just me talking, but I've been around long enough. I don't think Wilson is Jazz type of guy. Just to be honest with you, I don't think. You know, we mm-hmm. we were around long enough, man. I think Willie. I mean, we know he's a guy who he wears his emotions on his sleeve. We, I, obviously, he's going to give a hundred percent with everything he does. He's got the rapport with the fans. Everybody loves him. But when you look at him as a catcher, ah, he's not really that good of a. He's I wouldn't call him a liability behind the play, but he's not that great of a defensive catcher. Mm-hmm. So when you look at, think about the fits around the league and where he fits in that, I just personally I just don't think that he was the type of guy that Jed wanted to lead that next. That next great <laughs> yeah. cut scene, not yeah. for that money, no, yeah. no
0: way, not for the no, money that, that he would like to make, and, and it, I'm not and mad, and deserves I, to make, and yeah, deserves exactly. to make
3: the, the, and that's what we've kind of talked about this whole time is when, Jan, when you know, Wilson got hurt, and Jan Gomes was playing catcher more and more during the second half of the season, and how much, you know, guys kind of went out of their way to talk about how awesome it was to work with Jan Gomes, and it wasn't, I I didn't take it as a diss at Wilson as much as like Jan Gomes is a really good defensive catcher, mm-hmm. and. You know, especially as far as just work being a veteran that can work with pitching staff, especially pitching staffs that are relatively young like the Cubs was last year. I right. mm-hmm. wasn't a shot at Wilson, but it's just like maybe Jan Gomes is better in that sense of catching, and that's what that might that just might be what Jed wants more. Joey Ricotta. So, so it's a combo. I don't think he's a Ross guy either, even though they both like him.
0: I was gonna say, um <laughs> David Ross, don't forget David Ross was a catcher, and nobody's going to evaluate the catcher on a team more than a former catcher who happens to be the manager. So Jed Hoyer may have his own opinion, but I guarantee you that his opinion is influenced by David Ross. Like, who's he going to lean on for information about a catcher? He can look at all the numbers. Mm -hmm. He can look at all all the computer stuff that Ivy puts out, but he's also going to go to David Ross, the guy that they handpicked to come in and be a guy – to help get them to the World Series and say, is he good enough here? Has he improved enough here? Is this our guy? And if he's telling him no too, even though he might love him as a, you know, he might say, well, well, I played with the guy, I like him, but that doesn't mean he's the type of catcher that he thinks is right for what they need moving forward. Well, maybe that rumor at the deadline about how he doesn't take
1: criticism well plays a role in that. I don't know. And, and I don't know how much I want to take into those rumors that came out yeah. of the deadline because I think a lot of that is just, you know, the league or the executives trying to play the value down. But, you know, you know outside of that Astros deal that we heard the day after the World Series, I mean, there weren't, we didn't, there weren't a lot of teams that were interested in them. So I, I, I think some of that plays a little bit in there. But, again, like I said yesterday, his market is going to be the thing that fascinates me the most during this this offseason because like so many people think that he's just a lot he's just locked in to go to the Cardinals and I just don't believe it like the only way that I'd believe it is if he went on like a short two or three year deal but I think he wants the 5 year I think he wants some stability like I I think he wants to just do like do A four or five year deal and like be somewhere for a while and like you know play out the prime the what's rest what's what's left of his prime years and 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 get paid like one of the top catchers in the league from the basis of him like i don't blame him he he was he's been a three-time all-star he's one of the best hitting catchers in the league um but yeah the the defensive side of the ball like it's it's not great, and I do think he improved over the years as a as a yeah. catcher for sure. But like, it just w- didn't move the needle enough for anyone to really believe that he could be an elite one. Uh, and that and that just is what it is. Like, I, you know, again, from the emo- emotional side, like I'd love for Wilson to come back to the Cubs somehow, some way. Because, like, again, like everything that we said, what you said about how he wears his motion on his sleeve, like he gravitates to the fans, like he's an easy fan favorite. He won the World Series with the Cubs. Like, right. there's a clear reason why we would all want him here, why everyone in the chat wants him here. I'm reading our mentions on CHO Cubs Twitter, like extend him bring him back, blah, blah, blah. Someone was just saying and mentions earlier that the Cardinals just sign just because it would be a slap in the face to the mm-hmm. Cubs and they would, like, wake them up or something, like some wild shit like that. Like, right. like there's all kinds of reasons why we all want Wilson here. It's just, like, I've come to the to just the sole fact of, like, the front office just wants to more – like, they want to be more defensive-minded on that position. And, like, he just doesn't fit that bill. And I'm okay with it. So. And,
2: and- – Wilson marches to the beat of his own drum, man, so, yeah. you know. I'm I think s- – I don't want – I'm again, another guy who's good with us, always mm-hmm. giving his time, whatever you need. But it would be sad to see him go. We saw it twice this season. We saw oh, the reaction from the fans. We saw the reaction from baseball in general. But I think it's time for him to move on, man. Go.
3: Go get with the money you want because someone's gonna yeah. give it to you. Go. I hope it's. I mean, it,
1: as much as I'd love that second round pick and five hundred thousand dollars of international pool money from the Cardinals, like <laughs> I think I I think a third round pick from the Tigers is fine. Like mm, yeah. I, I'll it's, take that. Like, and I think I honestly think that's more likely to happen yeah. than the Astros or the Cardinals. Yeah. Like the, the the Tigers, they they spent money last year and they were they completely flopped. I know they had some injuries, blah blah blah, but like they got they got they got a new front office now, like. They gotta, they gotta write the ship because it mm-hmm. feels like they've been rebuilding for literally almost a decade. It feels like it, it mm-hmm. at least for the last half decade, it feels yeah. like they've been rebuilding and like yeah. they, 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 they thought maybe they're on the rise last year. Things didn't work out. Now you're paying Javi Baez all this money and that and that that's not looking great for you. Like they got to figure out how to get back on the right end. And so I could see them making a move like this, to. You know, get fans excited to, you know, hopefully bring that offense that they need um, and something like that. And I and I, you know, in that division, you know, maybe that's another thing Wilson wouldn't mind going there because like, you know, it's 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 not as competitive as like the AL East or or wherever the AL West like just, you know, have a good chance to make the playoffs on any team there. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It again comes down to I, I I just genuinely think it comes down to money and years. I was going to say money yeah. talks. Man. Yeah, yeah, and money I just don't talk. think the Cardinals are going to do that. So. Yeah, but, I don't,
3: but to your point, Eugene, is you're talking about it's kind of time. It does feel that way, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just it's as much as like people would want Wilson to stay, and probably if he would take a, a you know a hometown discount that club and keep him around, maybe. But yeah. um, no, it just seems like it's time where the relationship got to the point where it got. Um, they, they had the run, the Cubs are kind of just looking at this new era and what they want, what they want and what Wilson wanted, aren't completely the same. Um, and it, it just does feel like it's time that Wilson goes and again, goes, gets, go, get, goes, gets the bag. Cause someone's going to give it to him. Um, find a, find a situation that, you know, a team that really wants him because at this point. It doesn't feel like the Cubs do. And that's what he talked about at the end of the season, like being somewhere he feels wanted. Someone's going to want him. Someone's going to pay him money. That may just be a better situation for him than than where he would be in Chicago at this point.
1: I think at the end of the day, like, Wilson goes wherever. Fans will react, as we all expect. People will be upset. Uh, I will be sad. Um, but what, what, what will help heal those wounds is the Cubs just spending money on other positions to make it better and it, go into next year with – what looks like a competitive team and we, we we will all get past that. Like I think I tweeted this last night related to like Anthony Rizzo, because was reported that you know the Yankees are gonna offer him the qualifying offer. Like it's very unlikely he's gonna come back to the Cubs, blah 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 blah. Um, you know over the last year and like four or five months, all of Cubs fans, all we have done have have all we've done has we've just talked about former players. This is literally all we've done outside of Nico Horner. We only, have, other we only
0: have we only have Wilson and Hendricks left. So, <laughs> like, all we weekends, all, all we've yeah. done
1: is talk about former players, and like, it's fun to like reminisce on the on on the what they call the good old days and all that stuff. But like, I am at a point where like I need the Cubs to like fix this shit because like <laughs> I'm I'm so ready to just finally move on and like get to the next era, like Hold because it, it's just.
3: That was the whole issue. Wasn't it? That's yeah. the whole
1: thing that I that I'm having like with this entire like with with the Cubs fan base right now, where I'm just like, dude, like, y'all are like holding these grudges against the Cubs front office for all this stuff and that, and like I get it because like it sucked to see a lot of those guys go, but like, you gotta give it some time. They improve the farm system now, like improve that major league roster, and continue to grow yeah. on the farm, and let's see what, let's see what happens. And then we, we can remember the good times. We can remember all those players. And, but we can also move on with the fact that, hey, like, we got some new guys here. We got yeah. exciting young players here now. They just, like, the front office has to prove that they're serious about it. And, like, that's why I'm saying set the freaking tone, man. Yeah. But if
0: Cody can move on, you can move on. I, that's what that's we're saying because we love Wilson's passion <laughs> – Speaking of passion, nobody's more passionate about DraftKings than well, Cody I, I was gonna say, I, rem- I, I remember,
2: yeah, the Bigs Media. Shout out to DraftKings, man. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's all I can say right
3: now. <laughs> I remember. I, I remember writing in like when the Cubs were in Colorado that Chris Bryant moved on. Time for Cubs fans to move on too. But I'm, I'm glad Cody's finally joined me six months later, like <laughs> we're OD's in hurt. October now. He's hurt, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I'm you just, joined me I, on this I, I, time. To I, move on. I like
1: to think that how I feel is how most of us feel oh, it, like, it, Oh yeah, it is. Like, like, and it's and rightfully yeah. so, like we can sit here and complain and like debate whether, Oh, should they have, was it the right move to move on from all of them? Or should they have kept one? I mean, we, me and Luke have sat here and talked about how letting Kyle Schwarber walk for nothing is, is probably Jed Hoyer's biggest mistake. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, we not letting here. him walk. Letting him walk for nothing. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. letting yeah. him
1: walk for nothing. Like we, we we sit here and continue to do that. But I feel like that's what we've been doing for the last year and a half. And I'm just like, <laughs> put something on the on the diamond that like gets fans excited. Frank Schwindel didn't do it. He did for like two months, man. <laughs> I, him walking <laughs> uh, into it was Murphy's more, and it drinking was more VR light and was fun. Simmons
0: that got me riled up most. <laughs> <of the> season. <laughs> yeah, Andrew and Simmons of VR that got me hyped for a lot of games this season. <laughs> Listen
1: despite how bad the year was, I did find some, like, good moments. There, there were some good times. No, it's, it's just, like, you get what I'm saying. No,
2: I mean, for me, me and Ryan talked about this every day. It's like, this is, first of all, this is a team that there were a bunch of guys who probably shouldn't have been on major league rosters who were just trying to prove that maybe they could be, maybe, every day, major league baseball players. Mm-hmm. But when you look at guys like Alfonso Rivas, like he was okay. Uh, he probably should have been in triple A
3: though. Well, so he had a shot and just didn't, didn't yeah, grab on Especially but, you at know. first base. Yeah. like,
2: need some pop over there. This guy, yep. he did his thing, but uh, he probably should have been in triple A. Christopher Murrell, another guy who probably should have been in triple A, but you know, he came out on the better side of things. So, I mean, there are some things to look forward to, man. You, They started the year, ah, Huff. They started the year really on the downside, but they picked it up at the end. And Mm -hmm. that's because a lot of guys, you know, they started to get the reps. And we talked to Christopher. So when you look at the team now, the outfield is pretty much sold up. You got Ian Happ with his first gold glove. He'll probably be holding down left field. Mm -hmm. Obviously, $85 million man in right field, Sayah. Center field, ah, do we think Brennan Davis is going to start up next year? At Hope this, so. at
3: this point, we don't know. Just because of the the you know the there's a general soreness uh, that was the given name for what why he didn't finish out the Arizona Fall League. We know he's still trying to build up strength from the back. Better have it. Better have a, better have a, a real good a backup real, plan, right? Yeah, I wonder. But it's like so. But yeah, like you're saying, it's him. Morel's like an option there, but he was a negative defensively so there. We,
2: so we talk about Morrell, and we asked him in the dugout said, well, we've seen you play all over the field. What do you think is your best position? He said third base. <laughs> oh, I'm like, okay. I mean, he, he has the arm. Just the accuracy needs he, to improve. The accuracy must improve. <laughs> Remember when we yeah, were in yeah. Milwaukee and yeah. we watched his pregame, and I'm like, hmm. and then he had two errors that game. I'm like, this guy's all over the place. I f- personally, I feel like he's better up the middle. Yeah.
0: Double yeah, play. Yeah, I think we yeah. all like, agree that. Yeah, he's he's know. much better up the middle. And he definitely better if you just leave him at one spot. Yeah. Anybody would be. It's a right. plus that right?
2: he that Ross has well, and again, this is a team that they weren't playing for anything. So you had the ability to move him around like that because it wasn't it wasn't really hurting anything. But I think going forward now that you know that he's one of the pieces that will be there for the next few years or should be there, yeah, you find a spot for him. I'm not sure if it's second base or his third base, personally, I think Patrick Wisdom, he's a guy with some pop. Obviously, we we would love for his average to be a little bit higher, but I, I think he would fit platooning him. If if the Abreu move doesn't happen, I think platooning him at first base, if you get Mervis up, I think that would be a good move for mm-hmm. them. Find a third baseman. I don't know, is Devers a free
3: agent? No, Devers would be a trade. Devers would be the trade. But if they re-sign Bogarts, there may be a – a little more of a possibility they, they, trade, they trade Devers, him, yeah. but you know, we'll, we'll see.
2: But, yeah, it's like a lot of – there are some positions out there. The depth is – you need depth to win in yeah. this league. But before anything, like my boy says, man, you got to – you have to get there first. And it's all – this is Jez. This is – I gave Jed a pass last season. This is his first offseason where now the heat is on. And mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now let's see what you learn from Theo. Mm-hmm. And – I'm gonna give Jad the benefit of the doubt, man. I'm gonna gonna let him work his number this offseason. We'll see what he comes up with. But I'm with you, man. I I don't think they'll be competing for the division title this year, but 2024 is a must. Like if they're not competing Mm -hmm. in 2024, then this is a failure.
3: I think competing for a wild card is like a given. Like if you can especially with in this division. And in this division, Yeah. yeah. So you said 88. I think if they could get to, I think they could be an on paper eighty five win team. What were
2: they
0: 74 one? and eighty eight this yeah, last I year? I think okay. they could. When they, they get could Correa and Judge and Shohei, <laughs> no,
3: I think they could build an eighty five win team on paper. <laughs> and then you know, a little luck goes their way, health. You know, they get they don't they don't get bit by the injury bug too hard. They could they could boost that up to like 88, 89 wins. That should be enough to at least battle for one of those wild card spots, if True. not make one. I think.
0: Cody, you got a draft Kings pick of the week for us. Oh, it, yeah. All right. This guy won a bet last night that he thought he picked the other team. That's uh, yeah. how lucky he is. I took the Cody over. Cody bet on the I, wrong team and still I, won.
1: I, 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 <laughs> I, as a single bet, I bet the under on Eastern Michigan and Akron, and it went over by six points. But in my parlay, I accidentally took them on the over, and then I hit the other two par, uh, two legs in my parlay uh, part of it. So, like, I did get lucky. Uh, it was sometimes, sometimes you get lucky. So, Usually, usually I win bets because I'm smart, but that time I got lucky. <laughs> uh, anyway, tonight I'm riding Bulls money line on uh, at plus one ten, and uh, they're a home dog against plus Pelicans. One plus one ten, home dog against uh, against, against uh, Zion, Zion Williamson and the, and the Pelicans oh, wow. coming into Chicago. Oh, now, home dogs. Let's one see. reason I'm on this is a you can go on oh, DraftKings yeah. right now, and one of their promos they have today is if you opt in. The first bet you make on the NBA, if it loses, you get a free bet back up to twenty five dollars. So go place a twenty five dollar bet on the Bulls money line right now, and you can beat cheer as a fan. Or you know, if you hell, if you think the Pelicans are gonna win, I don't why you watching, but don't (laughs) leave though. Um, Anyway, yeah, I like the Bulls at home dog tonight against the Pelicans. Uh, They they just beat the Raptors on Monday. Zach Levine's supposed to play. and I think Andre Drummond is probably gonna play. Plus one hundred and five now. Plus one hundred and five now. Yeah. There you go. Well, I got a plus one hundred and ten. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, 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 from my understanding, Zach Levine's supposed to play. So why would not he play? I, I don't know. You know how? You know how? You know how they've been treating him these first
3: two. No weeks more of back the year. to
1: backs for a month, man. He needs to play every game.
2: I'm not trying to hear. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, I like my, that mentality. My yeah. Mizzou, uh Mizzou pick of the week oh, was oh. uh, Mizzou. Was it minus or plus 20 and a half at Tennessee yikes if you like really? it plus 20 and a half i at
2: Tennessee at Tennessee it feels oh,
3: like a, no. feels like a lot of points Do Mizzou's defense is electric the offense is Tennessee's good. coming yep. off that, electric, that bad yeah. loss to yeah, georgia yeah. it's yeah. going to yeah. be a bad day to be no
1: it's going to be a
3: it, no. No. be a, hey, hey, a tight hey, on saturday good teams win great teams cover okay yeah so, but 20 points 20, is like a touchdown
1: 20. for Tennessee in that offense they average of like points. 50 points a game they scored 6 or something like that against
3: against georgia are you going to the game no we know Josh Heupel. <laughs> Josh Heupel used to be the offensive coordinator at Mizzou. We know Josh Heupel. Okay. okay? Right. And so I think Mizzou knows how to stop him.
0: All right. Ryan, no, they're can... not
3: going to stop him. They might slow him down.
0: But you the... could go to the game if you had the game time app, the oh, hottest yeah, new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best. Deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line for that Missouri game? Courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. Mm-hmm. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls tickets created by fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. It's the best way to support us by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. We have another tailgate coming up on Sunday. It's going to be colder, but the Lions now everybody's high on everybody's all in on Justin Fields now. Oh yeah. So now you go to our tailgate, forty six bucks. There it is, all chgo.com All the food and drink you can get. Uh, bags are there. We'll all be there. We'll hang out, have a good time. Uh, Green Ridge Farm it has meats coming in. I, they're coming in later in the week, so Green Ridge Farm will be there. We're going to have some of those killer jalapeno bratwurst, the spicy ones. I think are coming. Uh, probably some meat sticks you, there. You coming? You coming again? Yeah, I'll be there again. I'll be there. Although yeah. uh, I'll, I'll be bringing a, a hot beverage Ooh, with yeah. me, so I've got double hot beverage. Yeah, it's might be be have to bring a coffee. For it's sure. gonna be colder this time, cold, less yeah. wind and some sunshine. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eugene, you should totally come.
2: I'm down, man. When is Sunday? Yeah. Sunday eight to eight out. to noon. It's Mich- 830,
0: 830, eight Eight thirty. Yeah. I'm sorry, eight thirty. I'll be there. It's Michigan, Michigan, and Roosevelt. Yeah. Right at the end. of a Yeah, Herb heart.
2: told me about how you yeah, guys.
0: Big. It's awesome. Herb
2: raves about you guys uh, tailgate. It's a, yeah. big,
3: it's a great setup. Great setup. Big, big lot. Okay. A lot of room. I'm down. Do you guys work after that? We don't. Nick? No. Is, is Nick, yeah, Nick allowed to? Nick goes right over to the, he just walks over to soldier. No, no, no. no. Nick, no professional. I mean,
0: you, you could. He and Hogue, they're all there. brags they're all hanging yeah. out, and then they just go to, go to work. Yeah. They're just hanging yeah, out. Just yeah, they leave out. a little just bit before the game three, yeah, us three, vibe. Yeah, we vibe. We our, our last day. ones at the last one. It yeah. was yeah. us and an, an inflatable yeah. giant bear. Yeah. That was, <laughs> and, was and, the four and, of us. And uh, Vegas guy. the Vegas guy. And a guy in a Raiders jersey that was just out of his mind. Okay. He was at work.
1: Edward says he'll be there with bells on. Good vibes, vibes. Good, vibes.
0: Okay. good vibes. Good yeah. vibes. I think donuts, coffee, that works. Yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to that again Sunday. Uh I think we had like almost 200 people there. Yeah. We've
1: had a good and the, Considering the it was like a hundred mile an time. hour wind. Oh my yeah. god,
0: it mm. was brutal.
1: Hopefully less wind this, or this Sunday. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Now so now Justin
2: Justin Fields can play now.
1: that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. He since. always has been my quarterback. I never wavered. Yep. Uh, I was a believer. Okay. I just wish I kept the receipts. I have of a lot that of, that I weren't. have a lot of receipts. I'm a receipt guy. Yeah, me too. My bookmarks are just inflated. <laughs> like I have to go through and remove some because some didn't go my way, but I'm just too lazy to. But like I got some good ones in there. I'll keep the receipt on myself, man, cuz I was down on them. <sighs>
2: this I was one too? of the brothers, man. I I was I cuz I know how Chicago's fan base is. Mm. So I was I was just hoping that sooner than later <laughs> He was show, and and this is and I know we're talking Cubs, but Sunday I was so heated at all of these Bears fans talking about how bad the defense was. It's like, do we care about what the defense is doing now? No, we do. don't. No. You want? That's how I wanted to be interfer- too. <laughs> aren't we glad they didn't call pass interference mm-hmm. at the end of the? Hey man, don't we want? Cl- as close to a top five pick as we it get. It was a
0: perfect game. I'm Fields on. was great. They lost. The draft pick went up. Come on, <laughs> Luke. Would
2: you guys listen, man? Bears fans, stop being meatheads, man. <laughs>
3: Please. Love it.
0: I, the I, Bears show. I. I can't think of in any sport another guy in in. I'm sure there is one in Chicago sports history that went from so many people down to so many people on a pedestal in a three week. Span. Is that like is, right? Is that it was Patriots like game. a light went on. It's it's all the bye week and they changed the running oh, game. Yeah. It gave them confidence. It ended up opening up the passing game, and all of a sudden it was just like, Oh, ah. we finally you know, <laughs> the light came down from the skies, Papa Bear Hallis shined down on us, and we were like, Here it is. We finally think we have a quarterback. It's been too long, man. What do we say? So what
2: does it say about Matt Nagy and his
0: we don't need to talk about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They, they only would run their own stuff. We don't need to talk right. about them anymore. They wouldn't open they wouldn't change. <laughs> just... right. If you can change, if Drago can change, if Rocky can change, the Bears can change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can
1: change. Rocky Four, baby. That's a
0: good uh, one. Cubs Convention? Uh, real quick. Convention. Yeah, real 30. quick. Thirty sixth annual Cubs Convention is uh, the thirteenth to the fifteenth of January. Tickets go on sale to the general public tomorrow. 120 bucks that it always been the price? I don't know. I don't hey, remember. man, is this still one hundred and twenty bucks? <laughs> I mean, it's one hundred and twenty bucks. I know groceries oh. have gone up, but it, was it always one hundred and twenty? No, was I it wasn't. It was I the first
1: one I ever went to was sixty, and that was twenty fifteen before they
0: won the World Series. One hundred twenty. <laughs> no. there you go. <laughs> I could be wrong. That seems high. Is that where we got the money but, for but those the, new lights? The ones,
1: the ones after that though, were like one hundred. Were like one hundred and twenty dollars though, because I mean, it was such a it was such a popular commodity. Like, believe me, I went. I went for like four consecutive years and it was so packed. The yeah. lines were always so long. It's a great time, too, yeah. man. So how did we miss two? Yeah, we've missed the last two because of 21 COVID. 21 and 22, right? Yep. Yeah. There you go.
3: Yeah. There it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm surprised that it's $120 yeah, cuz sh- like I don't know how many people are going to actually spend that to come. Yeah, you do. Yeah, do. Chains is 105. <laughs> so I think Tough
3: if you see worldwide, tickets, you know know sure. yeah, season tickets get 105, so Shane uh, apparently is one of them. Okay. So one hundred and five or season tickets, one hundred and twenty for the general public, and we should be there. I think we'll be there. I'll be there. You two will be there, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll be in. Can-
1: I'll be in Cancun.
0: Go to be in Cancun. Oh, yeah. And given the choice, I'd be in Cancun. I oh, too. I'd totally be in Cancun. i would totally be mid January. I would one hundred. Yeah, we'll live it up Cancun. for you, man. We'll <laughs> live it up for you. All right, we got to get going. Uh, thanks to Eugene for stopping by again. Follow him at It's the Bigs, that's the the Bigs, and all at Stay Humble, right?
2: At It's the Bigs and at Stay Humble, man. We appreciate you guys. Anytime we can come and link up, man, we are for more sure. than happy to, man. You catch Herb on the beat. Catch me and Terrence. We'll be in the UC tonight for the Bulls. We, we all over the place, man, just trying to you guys do great job moving man. forward, man. So yeah. thank you guys for the opportunity again, and I'm a. We're a text, DM, phone call, Instagram
0: message away, man. You're always welcome here. Anytime Definitely. you want to come on and the jump digs on The are talk great, tubs. man.
2: Everybody watching, man, come take a tour, man. It's, <laughs> it's comparable to uh, Cowboy Stadium, man, Jerry Land,
0: man. <laughs> yeah. guys, or Epcot uh, Center. It's very similar yeah, to Epcot, yeah, too, I
1: think. Is, Our TV right here is just like the one that hovers over the field. Hey,
2: man, Jerry Jones flew into Cowboy Stadium. In a helicopter oh my with no God. propellers. What?
0: I'm out. <laughs> and that's how we do it here. Uh, uh, thanks for here. checking out the CHGO <laughs> Cubs podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Until tomorrow, we'll see you then, and fly the W.